Jack agrees, which is not super Jacky, but um, I mean, I guess I get it. Wow, can't believe you just figured out Jack's superhero name. <laughs> super super Jacky. Super Jacky. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. I would most like to be stranded at my own house. And my name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, B.C. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And I would most like to be stranded at Disney World, like, at any time. And we would like to introduce our guest for this episode, Jess! Yay! Hi! Uh, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about you. Um, I'm Jess. Uh, I'm 27 years old. I live in Pennsylvania. You like to know my Hogwarts house? I told you I don't know very much about this, so my guess is that I would be a Ravenclaw because okay. I like knowledge about things. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I yeah, might be. Yeah, you a, sound like a Ravenclaw. I feel like I might be a little bit of a Slytherin too. All right, pro- all right. Probably mostly a Ravenclaw. That's my best guess. Are you cunning? Okay. Um, a little bit. I, I do what I need to do. Hmm. So I feel like that's all a little right. bit Slytherin. It definitely is. Okay, so Jess, what does loss mean to you? Um, Lost was one of the first shows that I was really heavily into. Like, I know Robin is Lost obsessed. I don't know if I would say I'm quite at that level, but I'm probably pretty close. Um, I, I love J.J. Abrams. So I found the show after watching Alias. Um, Lost started right near the, the middle of that, so I kind of jumped over following him from there. Oh, okay. Um, and ever, ever since, I have really, I love the, uh, the character progression, like, the people they are mm-hmm. at the beginning are definitely not the same people at the end, and their character arcs are, like, really impressive. Actually, um, I had and no I really idea like... Lost and Alias were on at the same time. Uh, I think they overlapped a little bit. That's awesome! Yeah, the end of Alias was kind of, like, the, the beginning of Lost, and I was feeling a little sad about losing my favorite show. And, you know, mm-hmm. JJ's wonderful, so... Why not? Um, but yeah, the show... Uh, I really like shows that keep me guessing and make me think which this one definitely did, <laughs> like, the most. I still, every rewatch, I still catch something else. So I really, yeah, I really appreciate yeah. that the show is stimulating in that way. That's probably a little bit of my Ravenclaw brain. For sure. Um, and so you've obviously watched the show through once. How many times have you watched it? I probably lost track at this point at least seven or eight times. Oh my goodness. Yep. So you are, like, yeah. really at Robin's I, level. I've, I've seen it several times, yeah. I mean... Who doesn't want to watch Sawyer on their screen whenever they can? Yep. <laughs> so speaking of Sawyer, your favorite characters are? Um, well, if, like no one would be able to tell from that, uh, I love Sawyer. He's wonderful. Surprise. Uh, I also love Kate. And if I had to pick a more minor character that I really love, um, those who are watching for the first time won't know him yet, but Richard Alpert is my man. Mm-hmm. Yes. I adore him and I love his eyeliner. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, back in the day on LiveJournal, we used to call him Guyliner. It's, that's exactly, it's perfect. Yes. He's beautiful. Like, Nestor might be one of the most beautiful people in the whole world. Yeah, it's probably. not, it's really not fair. It's not. I don't have lashes like that or liner like that. I know, and fake doesn't look the same. Even with makeup on. <laughs> I know. 
Um, okay, and where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Tumblr at you overcome it. And uh, where would you most like to be stranded? Um, I would most like to be stranded uh, at Unity Days, the the hundred convention in Vancouver, which I'm very excited to be attending for the first time this year. And they just announced their first guests today, and I'm extremely hype about it. Yay. We are so excited to see you and hug you. I am so excited too. We are take all me there now. Let it. Let I, it be January, right? Like, why isn't it January right now? It's not fair. Plus, we'd be that much closer to the hundred coming back. <laughs> Um, we just wanted to apologize for the sound quality for this episode. I am not at home. I'm recording from a, a residence in at Red Deer College because I'm helping out with some summer camps for the film camps. And uh, so I legitimately have a TARDIS blanket draped over me and my computer and my microphone. So I'm really hoping that it's not like going against my... Uh, my microphone and 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 making feedback uh but at one point i'll probably take the blanket off it's very hot and very annoying and then it'll just be echoey so sorry in advance about that and i think Brittany had a thing too uh Brittany forgot to bring her microphone to edmonton <laughs> when so where's Brittany recording <laughs> he's recording oh. in edmonton in a basement in a very soft room with uh hopefully no echo but also, no microphone. On her computer microphone. Mic- no, there's a microphone in my headphones, so I think it's okay. Oh, great. I think it should be yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So, really, the only one winning any points is Jess. Yeah. I do what I can. Today, we have words to say about episode 108 of Lost Confidence Man. It's interesting that this is 108. 108 ends up being a really important number in Lost, and it's cool that it's this one. Agreed. The Sawyer episode? Yeah, so let's talk about Confidence Man. Um, The title kind of, it's sort of, um, I went on the Wikipedia, like Confidence Man has its own sort of Wikipedia. It's basically a con man, like a man who tricks people into giving things up for the things that they want. But I think it's interesting because Sawyer is obviously the confidence man that they're speaking of, but does Sawyer have confidence in the way that confidence is meant? I mean, I personally think it's just all bravado. He doesn't really actually have confidence at all. Agree. Fully agree. Yeah, I think it's it's actually the exact opposite of confidence. I feel like he's so unsure of who he is mm-hmm. and the things that he's done that it's it's really, it is bravado. It's a cover, but he's, I think deep down he's really the opposite of confident. Yeah. yeah. At this point. The broadcast date was November 10th, 2004. It was written by Damon Lindelof and directed by Tucker Gates. So what we're going to do is a recap in 60 seconds where Robin is going to tell us everything that happened in the episode in a vaguely humorous way, and hopefully she'll hit 16. If she doesn't, then she's going to speed herself up and she'll sound like a chipmunk. This episode features a heckin' bunch of Sawyer backstory that everyone asked for. On the island, Shannon is having a lot of trouble breathing due to her asthma, so Boone does some critical thinking and infers that Sawyer has her inhalers. Jack and Saeed are so appalled that Sawyer won't give them up that they torture him. Unfortunately, he never had the inhalers, but he doesn't say so until he coerces Kate to kiss him, which is kind of problematic. Sun ends up helping Shannon with eucalyptus instead. In the letter that he's always reading, a little boy wrote that Sawyer had sex with his mom and made his father kill both of his parents. Only it turns out that Sawyer was the one who wrote the letter and became the man who he was chasing. Meanwhile, Charlie finds a way to get peanut butter to Claire so she'll move to the caves with him, and Saeed tries to figure out who smacked him on the head last episode. In the flashback, Sawyer does exactly what you think he was doing knowing the contents of the letter, but after seeing the son of the people he was conning, he wanted to prevent history repeating itself and backs down. Sawyer is a complex character. 
so the first storyline that we're going to start with is the Charlie and Claire storyline. Um, so firstly, Claire is writing in her journal, which is going to be important later. So please remember it. <laughs> um, I really, I don't, I'm not wearing this uh, blanket anymore. <laughs> I know that, that was, I like just fast started. I knew that but, was uh, going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it. I can't see anything in there. All right. And then Charlie is bringing her water and he says, It's very sunny. That's my hat. Which is one of my favorite moments of those two. They're so cute. And she says that she likes to stay on the beach for when they're rescued. And Charlie, Charlie's the one who knows about Russo's call and knows that they probably won't actually get rescued. Like Claire doesn't know that. I really, I really love how Charlie says, who wouldn't want to spend the day with sand fleas? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So cute. Sand fleas are the worst feeling in the entire world. I can't relate. I have no idea what that's like. I don't think I want to know. either. Oh, my God. I had is sand that a, fleas. Is that a Hawaii thing? Yes. I had them when I was just there, and it just, like, they're little bites all up and down your legs. That sounds awful. Yeah. I have mosquito bites all up and down my legs right now. Um, same. That's also, I'm sorry for me. <laughs> that's also awful. Charlie and Claire are naming all the things that they miss from home. Uh, Claire says warm fluffy towels and Charlie chooses banoffee pie for the second time, I think. Um, and it seems like he's only choosing food. Same. And she says that her favorite thing is peanut butter. She's the only Australian who loves peanut butter. There you go. Oh, that Um, was so good. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Claire quote to do is I'm the only Australian who loves peanut butter. My favorite thing is why she says peanut butter. So Fried ice cream, chocolate. Peanut butter. I'm the only Australian who loves peanut butter. I can get you peanut butter. Yeah, sure you can. Yes, I can. And when I get you peanut butter, you have to vacate this sandy shore of depression and move to the caves. Um, if you guys were stranded, what would you miss most? Internet. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, yeah. Electricity. I'm Being say able to do my hair. Indoor plumbing. Yeah. Just yeah. all that. Access to my internet friends. My, my true friends. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. Unless they're stranded with me, in which case we're good. In which case everyone's going to be fighting to find like the first power source to charge their phone. Yeah. <laughs> we have to live tweet us being stranded. Yeah. We'd be like put on our location and we'd be found immediately. <laughs> oh, how different loss would be today. Next scene is that Charlie is confronting Hurley. He's saying that all the food is gone from the plane. And Charlie's like, you must have a secret stash somewhere because he's, it's just not nice. (laughs) Because Hurley hasn't lost any weight. And he's like, actually, I'm down one belt notch. Thank you. But Charlie's really sorry. And Hurley's like, it's okay. I'm used to it. And I'm like, this is sad. He's so used to being bullied. I don't like. Can we also talk about how that is something to add to the list of things Damon and Carlton uh, mentioned via dialogue before we can call them out on it? Yep. Yep, (laughs) that's definitely what they did. Curly looks the same. But do you ever think about Jorge when he reads these? Yeah, I I can't think of, like, actors having to read things about themselves would be really hard. Yeah. Every time that that a, a scene like this happens, I always think, but but it's not just Hurley. It's Jorge. Because they're not talking about 
about his personality. They're talking about his physical person. And that's the one thing, like, even if his personality isn't exactly the same as Hurley's, his physical looks are. And so when you talk about Hurley's looks, you're talking about Jorge. And so, I don't know. It makes me sad. I hope that Jorge is okay. (laughs) I think he's okay. He's just so sweet and wonderful. Yeah. Charlie starts to move Claire's things, and he's like, I found you peanut butter, but unfortunately it's extra smooth. Hope that's okay. And then and then they play pretend, and it's very cute, and Charlie just got really creative with it, and they're just like the best, and OTP. <laughs> so you like them. Yeah. What a good not-boyfriend he is. I love it. Someday, Charlie. <laughs> I'm kind of upset that their ship, their ship name isn't Cece. Cece would be good, but right? they're, they're PB and J. No, that's Pam and Jim. Yeah, but it's also Charlie and Claire. At least that's what the internet told me. It st- stood for Pregnant Babe and Junkie. What? But Aww. also it's cute. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to stand for. But also it's cute that she's the PB because she's Pregnant Babe and she's the one who likes peanut butter. I don't know. Wow, I can't imagine the fights back in the day when PB and J became an office thing too. Yeah. Pam Beasley and Jim. Um, now we're going to talk about Saeed trying to figure out who cocked him on the head. Pretty much what's happening is Jack is, like, tending Saeed's, like, wound. And he it turns out he was hit from behind, which we knew. And descri- destroyed all the equipment, which we didn't know. No. Boy, I wonder who did that. The man responsible. That's a quote I have is, the man responsible. So Saeed is saying that he knows it's a man. Why do you think that is gender norms <laughs> probably that's what i figured too. because he trusts kate i guess that's also a good one yeah. yeah i don't know like what other female would it be exactly like what other females are capable i mean shannon's not going out there to beat anybody over the head so he wouldn't think her yeah claire's clearly not son, yeah son clearly not not happening yeah yeah i guess you're right it would only be kate and he trusts kate to not do that so which is hilarious because in like later seasons, you think like all of those women at some point would do that to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Saeed goes and questions Locke about this, and Locke says that he was busy skinning a boar uh, during that time, and he tries to blame Sawyer, but Sawyer has an alibi, and then Locke comes up with this thing about the cigarette. Just before I was struck, he set off a bottle rocket, a signal we'd worked out two kilometers away. Couldn't have had the time to go for us. He found a way to time delay the fuse on his rocket. How could he possibly have been? Anyone who watches television knows how to improvise a slow fuse. Use a cigarette. So, like, not only is it like anybody who knows anything would be able to to make it go off at a specific time, but also said you would use a cigarette, which is Sawyer's like signature thing. All right, I'm sorry, but Saeed is just way too intelligent to completely buy everything Locke is telling him and, like, take it at face value. Yep. I can't, I can't believe he thinks that, A, Sawyer would come up with this idea, B, that he would be able to light a cigarette and time it perfectly to send this exactly. rocket off and give him time to get to Saeed and find something to exactly. beat him over the head with. Like, Because here's the thing. It's like, okay, I see so many holes in this plan because it's like you're on completely different places on the island. And it's like, I don't know how this cigarette thing works, but I assume that you light it and then you run away. And cigarettes 
go way too quickly for for him to book it all the way across the island. I mean, exactly. It's just not realistic. Which, like, he should have known, so... I think he's just looking for a reason to take some anger out on Sawyer, and this was just... It just... Came, it was too perfect. I don't know. Locke made a convincing yeah. argument, and it, there was no reason for him to, to brush it off. The camp's group therapy is beating up on Sawyer. Yep. It's, it's really sad. Saying, like who else do we blame? Like, later seasons, Sawyer does not deserve this. Be nice to him. Exactly. This, this one time, he's actually not at fault for something. I, it gave me so many, um, like, The Hundred Feels, like, episode 104, mm. like, Murphy's Law. Murphy? So yeah. many feels. <laughs> because they no. totally hung Murphy for something he did not do because he was the jerk. And everybody was like, who else could it possibly be? It has to be this guy. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's trial without a jury. See, he's totally a scapegoat. Absolutely. Like, sometimes he does do the thing. Yeah. Right. Like, like, oftentimes he does do the thing. But then it's like, it's almost like Boy Who Cried Wolf. If bad things keep happening, people are going to keep blaming him because he does it sometimes. He does it most of the time. Exactly. And he spends so much time, like, trying to be hated. That the it's odds like, are well, not in his favor. Not no. at all. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about all the torture stuff over when we talk more about Sawyer's whole storyline. But at the end of the episode, Saeed decides that he's going to leave because he promised himself that he would never torture anybody else ever again. Someone has to walk the shore and map the island. See what else there is. I can't think of a better person to do it than the only one I trust. And I'm like, wow, way to say that to the other person who you probably trust. <laughs> And he says, I hope we meet again, which is a little reminiscent, ah. again, of The Hundred. I wrote that um, in my notes, too. Which is, may we meet again, and uh, does the hand kiss. But here's the thing. Sawyer's always talking about how the like it's like a love square of Kate, Jack, Sawyer, and Saeed. But honestly, like Saeed has never been in in there. Saeed doesn't care. No. In Sawyer's head, he's Not in there. All. Yeah, and this isn't like proof of Saeed trying to like get with Kate this is just Saeed being with his colleague his confidant his friend but at this point in time this would be like the best slow burn because that's such a small perfect True. little like relationship building moment where it's like oh yeah if you guys kept building on this I would ship it hold up yeah Wait, can you guys imagine yeah if that they brought awesome. that back I would be that went, for that, that didn't really go anywhere wow I mean, yeah, I'd probably be pretty into it. Honestly, all the groundwork's kind of there in a way that like feels more natural than uh, Jack and Kate or Kate and Sawyer, just because because they were friends first. I guess Kate and Sawyer have a little bit more of the natural stuff because they're so combative. Yeah, exactly, because they're friends first. There's trust there. I just think it's really sad that he became exactly the person he told himself he would never become again. But I mean, he's such a good character that. You, you like you know he's gonna redeem himself somehow and that's like the first thing he thinks as soon as he does it is like i don't deserve to be with these people right now i need to go off and figure my own thing out get my redemption on my own and then i'll come back and be with everybody again so i really like saeed saeed is i think probably the most complicated but the most quiet about his own like internal conflicts yeah like he's seen some stuff like he has yeah. been through so much and he really kind of just deals with it internally yeah his self-loathing is um I think more skillfully buried than with Jack or with Sawyer or especially with Kate. Like, Saeed kind of, like, he gets the job done first. Gets the job done. <laughs> Immigrants. I knew you were going to do that. Love me a good yeah. Hamilton reference. 
All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit about Shannon and Boone, which kind of goes into Sawyer's storyline, so this is a good transition. Shannon and Boone, what? Yeah, that's actually a good summation of Shannon and Boone. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty accurate. Wait, what? Um, Basically, Sawyer hears something in the jungle, and it's Boone going through his stuff. And and shout out to Boone for just literally always stealing things. But then blaming Sawyer for it. Exactly. Boone is just pro- like professional at making the wrong choice all yeah. the time. I mean, he has the best intentions, but boy does not think. No. Not for one second. He wants to matter so much. And I like I relate so hard. to that. Like yeah. it's it's a, such a relatable thing to really feel like you're contributing, but Boone is just so bad at it. <laughs> Um, when he comes, like, so it turns out Sawyer just, like, beat the crap out of him. And so they're trying to, like, help him. Boone's like, no, 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 I'm okay. It's just a, just a scratch. And I'm like, buddy, just, 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 just take it. Stop trying to be brave. We know you're a lifeguard. (laughs) I I really like, I really like that when he is clearly about to be beat up by Sawyer and before it flashes over to Jack helping Saeed with his injury, Jack Mm -hmm. says, this is going to hurt. And it's still on Boone's face before it flashes over to them, so you know he's gonna get oh, the snot beat out of him. Boone's about yeah. to get a whooping. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. Poor Boone. We learn that Shannon has asthma, and she's embarrassed about it, so they never talk about it. But she's supposed to have an inhaler, and she ran out. He's supposed to have refills for like a couple months, but they were in his checked baggage. And Sawyer has his Watership Down book, so he assumed that Sawyer also has her inhalers. Which isn't, like, an unfair thing to assume, considering no. he had Watership Down. Yeah. But, but question, Sawyer said the book washed up on shore. Mm-hmm. How, how can he still read it if it was in the ocean? It's a paperback. Like, what kind of a book is this? I, wonder, I mean, I wonder how... I mean, listen. How, how how long it had been in there or something? I don't know. I accidentally curious. drowned my copy of Jurassic Park in a flood in my basement once, and I can still read it. <laughs> accidentally. It, I mean, it was- he's just really desperate for literature. <laughs> he likes bunnies. Sawyer heckin' loves books. He just so he probably is just trying his best to, like, get through it, even if some of the words are smudged. Yeah. He's a nerd at heart. Oh, Exactly. Later, Shannon starts to have her asthma attack and Sun sees this, but the real kicker is when Sawyer sees her and then like doesn't react and just looks away. And that's when Jack and Saeed are like, "Uh uh-uh. What's this now? How very dare, or I guess it's just Jack, but Jack is like, I am incredibly irked right now. How dare you? Can we talk about like the little narrative shortcut that the show takes where they're like, oh, Shannon was embarrassed by her asthma. So that's why it didn't come up, you know, when the entire plane crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what? yeah, she was like screaming a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch, too. Yeah, she has, she, she's never been very useful. But, it, but it's like, why, like, if you have asthma, I feel like you definitely would have brought, especially Shannon, who like attention is her, like, middle name. She definitely would have brought up the fact that she has asthma before now. And I don't know if it's ever brought up again. It is brought up one more time in season six when they find her in Yeah, Hale. yeah, like, they, like they oh, see yeah. something, but they don't, it's not like... Yeah. Shannon never brings it up herself, or it's never addressed again. Yeah. Jack punches Sawyer in the face twice, and guys, 
Sawyer Sawyer likes violence. Yeah. Like I think he I think he enjoys being like beat up. Well, cuz he feel like he deserve he feels like he deserves it, right? Yeah. And he like it's just so strange. Like this is probably something for the Sawyer section, which I can talk about then if you want, but I think it totally makes sense that he craves it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of backstory that goes with that, and I think it it really lines up with his attitude once we know why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like he needs this animosity. He needs the animosity to, f- like, I don't know, it's just something he likes. And something that he feels like he wants and deserves, like, like we said. Anyway, after Jack punches him a couple times, Jack sees that the rest of the patrons of the cave are alarmed. And he's like, um, well, we'll finish this later, I guess. And then we get the Sawyer music. Um, it's like a little motif, and I think, it, if I can remember it properly, it's kind of just like, doom, doom. Like, it's like, oh, it's please, like, uh, oh, a please low... do all of it with your mouth. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember it all. But it's like a low guitar sound. Um, so that's Sawyer's motif, or Sawyer's theme, or something like that. Why don't you sing it for um, us, Robin? No, because I'd have to look it up to make sure that I got it right, because I feel like the way I was going to do it was just like, down, now, now, but I don't think that's right at all. That sounds right to me. Or, or it's like close to that. I'm not sure. Shannon is not is not doing well. And uh, she's having a, a, a panic attack with a bunch of anxiety. And that's just making her whole attack worse. Relatable. So that's going poorly. But uh, Jack tries to help her breathe more easier. And Maggie is just fantastic in this episode. Oh, she's so good. Like so, she's so um, realistic. It's It's fantastic. Can you really talk someone out of an asthma attack? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I know a few people with asthma, but I don't have asthma myself, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, my sister used to have asthma, but I, I was never able to, like, talk her out of an asthma attack. It'd be interesting to see if, like, that's a real thing. Hmm, okay. I think it was part asthma attack and then, like, a little bit of panic attack, too. Like, yeah. Like he said, like, you know your medicines run out, like you have to calm yourself down and this will be manageable. So I think that's, I think it was more than just an asthma attack that she would have had if she yeah. was like back home. Mm-hmm. And I think like Jack's bedside manner, totally different with her. Like he's actually really yeah. good with her. Very calm, very like level talks. Like it, it's very different from the way he was previously, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually kind of surprising because up until now we've seen that his bedside manner isn't, Great. Leaves a bit to be desired. I wonder what's different between the people who he's really bad with and the people he's really good with. I mean, I think it has to do with, like, vulnerability levels, and then it also has to do with Jack maybe coming into his own as a leader and understanding, Mm -hmm. like, this is part of being sort of the declared leader is doing his job like this. Right. Later, Michael is just having, like, the worst time cleaning a fish. (laughs) He's like, I need Jin's help very much. He's trying. Um, and Sun's like, I think I can help Shannon. Jack and Saeed go to, like, take Sawyer to torture him, and Kate is, like, very disapproving. And she says, What are you doing? Jack! This was Sawyer's choice, not mine. If you do this! And then her sentence trails off. What do you think... What do you think she was gonna say? Like, what... I, I don't think she had an answer for... I feel like... You know, she was so in the moment that she was just like, hey, if you do this, then... And it just never, never finished. Well, earlier, when she and Jack are on the beach talking and they're arguing because he's pissed about the whole Sawyer thing, 
Um, mm-hmm. he, Jack says, we're not savages, Kate, not yet. And right. this is like a total turn from that. Now he's like, well, whatever I have to do, which also gave me some of the hundred feels. Um, mm-hmm. Who we are and who we need to be to survive are very different things. And I think that's kind of Jack's mindset right now is that I need to find a solution that doesn't involve beating the crap out of Sawyer. But now I'm out of solutions. So, I mean, I have a guy who can get answers out of him. So, well, you've left me no choice. Yeah. 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 So I feel like maybe the, the, the finishing part of her sentence might be, if you do this, you're exactly who you don't want to be. Like, you're exactly who you said you wouldn't become, which is just what Saeed's doing. Yeah, exactly. Later, Shannon is sleeping and Boone is talking to Saeed about Sawyer and he's upset because he's like, um, I wanted to be there. Um, can, can you include me, please? <laughs> include me. <laughs> I, I was gonna be, I would have been there. Um, but Shannon's like, please don't leave me. And Boone's like, ah, oh, priorities. Do I want to be a main character? Or do I want to be with my sister? It's too hard. I don't know. Probably the toughest decision he's had to make since he was on the island. Yep. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Well, other than trying to find a pen. <laughs> oh, exactly, which, exactly. Which pen is the right pen? Um, Michael brings back the plants that Sun had. And Jin finds them. And Jin says in Korean, he says a few things, but the gist of them are, why are you sneaking around? with this random dude, like, what's up? And Sun just, like, doesn't even answer. She just leaves, and Michael's like, I do not have the 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 patience for this right now. I'm gonna go. Sun has bigger fish to fry right now. Haha, <laughs> fish. Ha 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 ha, thank you for getting my joke. <laughs> They've got the eucalyptus on Shannon's chest, and Boone is like, wow, science. <laughs> Boone! He's like, it's amazing! And I'm like, it's science. Uh, and then Jin sees, and then Jack is like, ah, yes, science, I get it, I see. And then Boone and Shannon are happy. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Um, any more thoughts, or should we should we talk about our boy? I mean, I'm always down to talk about our boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kate is walking around with fruit and her iconic green shirt. It is iconic, isn't it? It really makes yeah. her eyes look super nice. It does. It does, absolutely. And... She picks up Watership Down. This would be a great episode to talk about Watership Down in, but we we kind of already talked about it when we saw it for the first time in White Rabbit. Okay. So we don't really have to. Okay. Then Sawyer comes out all, and he's not wearing any clothes. Thanks, Jesus! <laughs> it's a real, it's a hardship to watch this episode, I'm just it's, saying. Oh, it's a struggle. Like... It's a long episode, and I, I gotta force myself to stay awake. I'm good thing they figured out, like, if you threw in some nudity, it would really keep our attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, it's a hell of a book. It's about bunnies. <laughs> hey, um, okay. She's like, thank you. Can I, can I admit something that's really embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. Of course. At all times. Do you know how many years I thought he was making a joke about that? Like, that <gasps> there were not bunnies involved at all. Oh, oh my no. goodness. Do you know? Do you know how long it took me to realize that there were actually bunnies and they were like the main characters of the book? Oh my goodness! Oh my <laughs> I'm so happy right now! <laughs> it was, yeah, listen, this was a long time ago. I was really young and really stupid. Well, it, you know what? That's fair though, because we're the same age, so we were watching Lost at the same time. I wouldn't have got it. Yeah, I was like, look, he's just trying to be like a cocky jerk and make it like a funny joke to a cute girl. Like, look at him go. But then I was like, oh my god, wait, they're actually bunnies. Which is a totally we fair thing to assume about Sawyer, so... Right. You can still judge me, it's fine. 
The next time is that Sawyer is looking at his letter, as he usually does, and then Jack just, like, shows up going through his stuff, and then that's when Sawyer gets aggressive, which is, you know, his whole thing. It's like, people go through his stuff. Like, people haven't learned. Go through Sawyer's stuff, and he will punch you in the face. Go through, like, go through Sawyer to get Sawyer's stuff, like Kate does. Maybe he potentially will give it to you. Yeah, but the <laughs> thing that Jack doesn't have that Kate does is that, um, Sawyer doesn't want to sleep with Jack, so that probably explains why right. he has to take some different measures. Right. Yeah. And then Jack's like, get up! And Sawyer's like... Why, you want to see who's taller? <laughs> I, I hate him. I hate how quick he is. <laughs> it's so good. He's so freaking smart. And then that's when Kate shows up and they're both like, oh, fine, you caught us, mom. And they both leave. She she actually walks over and says like, hey, what's going on? And they're both, they both like huff and walk away. She doesn't even have to say <laughs> anything more. Ugh, no more confrontation today. They're like, we don't want to have a Kate lecture again. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's when Jack and Kate have the conversation about how they're not savages yet. And Kate says that she'll go and talk to him because apparently they have a connection. And Jack's like, okay. Uh, the way he do says, you know? do you? Do, do you have a connection? Is incredible. Just, just, um, just, just curious. Do you? Please. Like, what kind of connection? Like, is it casual or... Or, like, just, you know... Do you like like him? (laughs) I wonder, I'm really curious how much of the torture scene, like, how much of Jack relenting and giving in and letting Saeed do that is because he really thinks that Sawyer did it and how much of it is that he's, like, totally jealous that they have a connection? Right. It's gotta be some of both. He's like... Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Kate goes up to him and he's cutting wood... There's a blooper in the blooper reel of this where um, Josh, like, gets his axe in the wood and then it will not come out. <laughs> and so it's just it's this weird. wide <laughs> shot of him being like, ah, trying to, like, <laughs> doing, like, half the scene with, like, just his, like, foot on the on the log and him, like, trying to pull the axe off. Be like, yeah, this looks natural, right? <laughs> He's like, this is what you wanted, correct? <laughs> um, but she's like, okay, what's your price? Like, what do you want? And this is a parallel with the first flashback when I think it's Sawyer who says, what do you want right now? Mm -hmm. I think. So that's a parallel. And he's like, well, I want lots of stuff. And I'm like, same. Kiss ought to do it. What? Kiss. From you right now. And then we're like, oh. Like, if this wasn't... Honestly, if he hadn't, like, coerced her into, into kissing him... That would have been so heckin' cute. Yeah, it would have been. It's so cute. And, like, you know, I always thought this was cute, but now, like, you know, I watch it in in modern day, and I think, ah. That's not cute. Ooh. See, okay, do you want... It's not a fun fact, but it's an anecdote just about my life. <laughs> oh, I totally um, want to hear this. <laughs> yes. My, uh, my friends won't let me watch The Notebook with them, and I haven't actually seen The Notebook in its entirety. I've probably only seen the first 10 minutes because uh, I kept being like, um, this is an issue. This isn't okay. Like, he's like hanging from a Ferris wheel or something yep. and being like, that's exactly Date me what or happens. I'll die. And I'm like, <laughs> like, all my friends are like, oh, it's so sweet. And I'm like sitting there being like, uh-uh, mm-mm, no, 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 no. This is an issue. This is a, this is toxic, bad. And they're like, can you leave? Please? I'm on Team Robin with this one. I never thought about that. So now I'm like watching this one. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to hate Sawyer. Like I hate Ryan Gosling in that movie. I hope no one comes for me because they love the notebook. <laughs> but 
you know, I haven't actually seen the whole thing. I've only seen up to that point, and then I was like, uh-uh, this is not good. I loved The Notebook when I first watched it, and then I developed a special hatred for it because it gave me unrealistic expectations of what Alzheimer's would be like. And then my Nana got Alzheimer's, oh. and I was like, wow, why did I think Nicholas Sparks would properly portray what Alzheimer's is like? That was on me, guys. Kate's saying, you won't help a woman who can't breathe. And honestly, I can, I can understand where Kate's coming from in this. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying really, really hard not to have Sawyer bias, like Sawyer goggles yeah. on, you know? Like, I want, just because Sawyer is my favorite character, and I know that he's a problematic character, but that's like you know, that makes him interesting. Mm-hmm. And what she says at the end of that, she says no one's that disgusting. And you can just see his demeanor change as soon as she says yep. that because he thinks mm-hmm. he is that disgusting. Oh, shout out to Josh. <laughs> his acting in this episode is like next level. He's so good. He's so good. I, it's, it's insane. He, this is one of those roles you can feel an actor was absolutely born for. Yeah. He's a blessing. Yeah. I love him. But I mean, it's totally fair to point out, like, in this episode and in a lot of this season, Sawyer is not a good person. No, he's not. No. And I understand where she's coming from. She's saying, you won't help a woman who can't breathe. It's kind of disgusting. Like, as cute as it is for him being like, um, if you give me a kiss, then I'll give you the stuff. You know, like, like, that's all I want. But it's also like, if you don't do this, Shannon could get seriously hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's willing to bet on that or risk her, you know? I mean, you're right. Like, the fact that she, he's kind of... I mean, the thing is, he... There's no stakes for him because he knows that he doesn't have the inhaler. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he's willing to let Kate think that, and that's really screwed up. He's willing to be tortured for something that he does not have. Just for a kiss? Like, that's a desperate man. And like, but like, also what? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure I understand where he where he's coming from with that at all. Jess, any thoughts? Um, I mean, I feel like the kiss thing is like just Sawyer being Sawyer. Um, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about why he craves the the violence, and he totally lets himself. He doesn't even care that they're torturing him. He's not questioning anything. He thinks he deserves it. We can get into that a little bit more once we talk about the the flashback. Because oh, sure. it kind of it kind of goes into that like that's really the reason why it happens and I don't want to spoil that before we talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, he he knows that she'll do whatever he asks. She's not going to let Shannon die or potentially be injured or whatever because she can't get this inhaler from her, and he knows he can get something he wants out of her. Yeah. Pretty much, however he wants to. Yeah. Right. Like Kate has some Slytherin qualities, but I don't think Kate is ultimately Slytherin. I think Kate's a Gryffindor. I think I, uh, I think so too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I had this thing about um, how they edited the scene. They, just like Jess, you were saying about how his demeanor changes when she says those things to him, is that like they stayed on his close up or his shot for her mean words, for Mm -hmm. when she says those mean things, because he's the one that you're meant to relate to. He's the one that you're meant to, to be, not necessarily on the side of, but it's his episode. So you need to focus on him so instead of focusing on her how she feels we're focusing on how he feels just like just through that editing thing just from that one thing you can tell they want you to see how her words land it's not what she's saying it's how what she is saying hits him precisely Mm -hmm. this is when she goes i see you when you have this letter and 
I see how sad you look and how you fold it up real carefully. And that's when he's like, okay. So he like lashes out at her. Like this is like, this is his, like Sawyer is very cool most of the time, but that's his like, what's it called? That's his, that's the nerve. Yeah. That's the, that's the one that's thing. That's trigger. That's like the one thing. And just yeah. his face when he does that. And he just like levels her with the glare as he gives her that mm-hmm. letter. He is so good. And then he's like, read it, read it out loud. And every time people say something and then they say it again and then they add out loud, I just think of Twilight. Um, say it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Say it out loud. Vampire. What am I? Vampire. A redneck. <laughs> A redneck. Um, but either way, we, we see the letter and it is from a little kid. And basically what it's saying is you that the person who it's addressed to slept with his mother took all of their money away and then had both of like both of their parents died as a result of that. Read it out loud. Dear Mr. Sawyer, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are and I know what you've done. You had sex with my mother. And then you stole my dad's money all away. So he got angry and he killed my mother. And then he killed himself too. Don't stop now. Get to the good part. All I know is your name. One of these days I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna give you this letter so you'll remember what you've done to me. You killed my parents, Mr. Sawyer. Basically, no kisses for Sawyer this day. Well, maybe later, but not right now. Um, And Kate just feels like super awkward. So Saeed and Jack decide to team up and Saeed reveals that he was a torturer, which we will learn more about next episode. Yes. And um, Jack agrees, which is not super Jackie, but um, I mean, I guess I get it. Wow, can't believe you just figured out Jack's superhero name. <laughs> Super, Super Jackie. Jackie. Super Jackie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jack is like the least creative. He'd be like, um, I guess I'll go with Super Jackie. <laughs> as a, that's like, like what he hmm. figured out as a kid. That's like all his uh, like account passwords and stuff is just Super Jackie, one, two, three. Everyone's like, hmm, what's... Well, who's, who is that? What's the secret identity? I can't even begin to guess. <laughs> Jack. Once Sawyer wakes up after being all tied up and stuff, Sawyer says, ain't you the brave one to Saeed? And there's a fun fact. <gasps> what is it? I don't have a whole lot of fun facts for this episode, but um, apparently uh, Naveen was then in a movie a few years later called The Brave One. Oh... So that's interesting. Like, that's, that's not, like, fact. there's no, they didn't do that on purpose, but it's just, it's just a coinky dink. <laughs> I hope they um, say coinky dink for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh, basically they're like, sorry, it has to be this way. Or they're like, it doesn't have to be this way. And Sawyer's like, oh, yeah, it is. They're going to put the bamboo shoots underneath his fingernails. Nope, nope, And Sawyer nope, nope. doesn't actually think that Saeed is actually a torturer. And Saeed's like. Unfortunately for us both. You're wrong. As soon as he explains that, mm-hmm. I can like feel incorrect. it in my fingernails too. 
I like get chills every time he says like we don't have we don't have uh, bamboo we have reeds. But when you insert them under the fingernails, I'm like no, nope, thank chills, you. Stop. I don't want anything under my fingernails. It just sounds. I don't horrible. even want dirt under there. I just my next note is torture time. <laughs> uh, but Jack, I think Jack is a little either he's a little too like squeamish. I think it, he probably just is. Like, I mean, it's either that or he's really just disturbed by what they're doing. And I think it's probably a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, because, like, he's a doctor, so he's used to that stuff. But he's used to healing people, not seeing them, like, purposefully tortured. Right. Like, Jack's whole thing is that I need to fix people, and what he's doing is breaking someone. Exactly. Yeah, he made he made yes. an impulsive decision in letting Saya do what he wants with Sawyer, and then he's realizing that what he said to Kate earlier, that we're not savages, like, yeah, he meant that when he said it. I mean, he was upset. So he made this decision, but now he's really realizing that maybe this isn't worth killing the guy over it, or whatever happens. Exactly. He's not a bad person. He just, you know, gets upset like everybody else. And Sawyer's always easy to take it out on. Poor Sawyer. Saeed threatens to take out one of Sawyer's eyes. And I'm like, um, they are too beautiful. Do not touch them. (laughs) Like, at least preserve them if you're going to take them out. Nope, that was too gross. Yeah, okay, well... (laughs) Bye, Brittany. <laughs> Listen, I watched a um, lot of CSI as a teenager, okay? He's saying, I'm only going to tell Kate. And so when Kate shows up, then they do the kiss. And I remember, like, seeing a post about it somewhere just saying it was, this was, like, a revolutionary kiss or, like, people were talking about how it was, like, eye-opening or, or something. It was I don't the know. kiss to I end all remember. kisses. I remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now you look at it and you're like, oh... Exactly. And I'm sad that it feels like, you know, it it feels like it's been ruined, but also I think the reason why it's ruined is become it's because I've become a well more well-rounded and well-informed person. Yeah. And that's why. So, not to be too sad about it. But like objectively when you look at that kiss, not the outside context of it, which is really gross, but the actual kiss, it's a really good kiss. Yeah. He goes for the tongue and everything. He does not hold back. Yeah. I mean, Sawyer's like, Sawyer's like, if I'm being tortured right now and I'm, and I do or do not have these items, I'm making this decision. I need to kiss her anyway. I'm going for it. Like, if this is my one chance, no holds barred. Exactly. <laughs> Sawyer's like, okay, well, this is the, I, clearly I can't win her over with my personality. <laughs> so this is going to have to be what I do. And he's like, and how do I do it in the creepiest way possible? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I got it. But what I, what I found interesting was that he never said a kid like he said he didn't say if we make out that ought to do it he said a kiss ought to do it like I wonder if I mean this is just me loving skates coming through oh my God. but like you know she didn't have to like go that far no she could have kissed him on the cheek and been like what we had a deal yeah or like or like uh-huh. a peck she would she would have conned him then. Exactly. exactly and he would have deserved it she chose to go for it too i think it's because she knew that sawyer would not settle for anything less than that i guess that's true yeah like it's sawyer you know he was sawyer's go hard or go home yeah. right if she tried to trick him he probably would have upped the ante anyway yep that's when he says that he does not have the inhalers and she slaps him in the face and here's the thing i do not condone slaps but that one was deserved oh yeah he totally because took advantage. He, exactly. It's like he violated her. He coerced her into you something know? with like false information and then yeah, no. I don't it. often Sorry. feel like the slaps on these shows are are warranted. Yeah. But I do 
feel like that one was. Yeah. But she goes and tells Jack and Saeed, and Jack and Saeed are like, what the heck? I feel like Jack is probably like, are you kidding me? I feel like I have been scarred for life for no reason. <laughs> Jack's just, like, sitting there thinking about it later, like, picturing it, and he's, like, stylently stewing. <laughs> it's a very Jack thing to do. It totally Saeed, like, is. believes that Sawyer's the one who destroyed the transceiver now, and I feel like... That's less Saeed being like, yes, Locke's plan made sense. And more of it being like, I need someone to blame. And this guy has done something super, super crappy. So he might as well be blamed for something else. Yeah. It's like, oh, he found a scapegoat. Might as well just keep going with it. Yeah. Sawyer gets free and they fight. And Saeed stabs Sawyer in the arm and hits an artery. I mean, Saeed knew what he was doing. Jack saves him, though, because... Let me try and get real philosophical. Jack needs to fix people. He broke Sawyer a little bit, and then now he feels like he needs to fix him again to make himself feel better. Oh, that's kind of beautiful, but also kind of sad, because it means it had nothing to do with Sawyer. Yeah. Poor Um, Sawyer. And then he's like, Saeed, go get the supplies. And it's nice that Saeed doesn't go, hmm, no, let him bleed out. Saeed does it anyway. Well, I think at that point, Saeed realized that he does something that he can never take back, that he told himself he'd never do again, and at yep. this point, he just can't let the guy die. I mean, he's already going to have yeah. to deal with what he did, but now he needs to make sure that Sawyer is okay, because he done messed up. Sawyer's basically saying, Jack, you should, why, why aren't you just letting me die? Because if the roles were reversed, I would watch you die. Which I don't think, like, I'm trying to figure out if I think that's true, and I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. Maybe, maybe, I don't think it is either, but I'm... I think he wants them to think it is, but I don't think yeah, if push yeah. came to shove, You're that's right. actually how it would go down. You're right. This is, this is, this is the bravado again. Yeah. This is just show again. There's no way, especially Sawyer in later seasons. Right. Like this Sawyer is not just going to sit there and cry and let somebody help him and fix him and just sit there and thank them. I mean, he has to show that he still has fight, so he's got to... Mm-hmm be a jerk yeah it's it plays into like his need for like masculinity you know uh he's resting and when he wakes up kate is with him and she read his letter again and she's wondering just like everyone else is why he chose to pretend and why he wants to be hated by everybody um she looks at the envelope and it's from the bicentennial knoxville tennessee and he would have been around nine years old. So we learn that he's the one who wrote this letter and Sawyer isn't actually his name. So plot twist. I still remember that being one of the most shocking things that TV's ever done. They hit it so well this whole time. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. could not know that. Yeah. And then it comes and you're like, oh my God, this show is on another level. <laughs> he's saying one day I will find him and I will like give him this letter i'll do it but like i feel like he's read it so many times he could probably just recite it yeah oh definitely (laughs) absolutely um but he's like i became the man who i hated so much all of my life and don't pity him don't feel sorry for him and then he makes her leave yeah lastly sawyer is going to burn the letter and then doesn't so it feels like burning the letter would be symbolic of you know turning over a new leaf becoming a, a a different better person but it's just not something he can let go of yeah it's unfinished business for him before we go into the flashback would you like uh, embarrassing fun facts about jess number two? Oh my god yes 
Yeah. All right. So going back to the Sawyer wakes up with his arm bandaged and Kate is there with the letter scene thing. Uh, that because I am like a skate chipper, like crazy. Mm-hmm. That was my desktop background for literally years. A picture of that scene. Oh my god. Oh, wow. No shame. Like, back when I actually had a huge desktop, that was totally my background. Like, her sitting over him when he's laying there with his arm bandaged. That makes perfect sense, though. Like, that level of nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that ship was huge. Absolutely. I, that's, the thing that I remember the most is the Skate versus Jate Wars. Which, for the record, um, if we're putting them against each other, um, Skate until Suliet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Endgame Skate. Listen, Skate forever. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love Juliet. Hey, I, you know what? I fully respect that. I, and I love Juliet. I really do. And I think that all of that stuff is cute. But uh, don't take my skate from me. <laughs> We're going to move on to flashbacks now. And immediately I have a fun fact. Oh my god, what is it? This is exciting. This is the first flashback in the series that doesn't directly relate to how they got on the island. Oh, I never oh, noticed true. that. But... We will learn that about Sawyer in this season episode called Outlaws, which is my favorite episode of the series. I can't believe your favorite episode is a season one episode, except that that seems pretty on brand. (laughs) (laughs) And that it's a Sawyer episode? Yeah, wow, how shocking. That's a surprising detail. Basically what's happening is Sawyer sleeping with this lady called Jessica tells her that he loves her. Oh my god, what was it (laughs) like? Congrats! How did that work out, right? I'm living my best life. <laughs> and also I'm blonde now, apparently. Oh, hell Earth. yeah. Blondes have more fun. Yeah. Clearly, with Sawyer. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, oh no, honey, you're late for a meeting. And he's like, really? <laughs> like, he didn't totally. <laughs> what? So cheesy. Totally just make this up. Um, and he has a suitcase of money. And he says. You weren't exactly supposed to see that. Like, burn out, now. Guys, one day wah, I really wah. hope that I carry around a suitcase full of money just to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. But basically what he's saying is all his money, he has $140,000. And there's this thing about oil mining where if you have $300,000, then they'll triple your money. That all sounds really, really legit. Yeah, so he's going to go and get that 160000 so that they can put it together and triple their money. And uh, she's like, okay, what if I give you the money? And Sawyer's like, wow, that's a re- revelation. She's definitely Incredible. one of those people who clicks on like the Nigerian like royalty scam emails and actually <laughs> yeah. calls for it. Yeah, yeah. We have money for she's you. She's like, a prince needs my help. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, well, how are you going to do that? And she's like, how about my husband? And he's like... This is new information. Wow. Basically, they're with her husband. His name is David. He's played by the guy who plays TJ on Gilmore Girls, which I think is hilarious. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I was watching Gilmore Girls, as soon as he showed up, I went, oh, it's David from that one episode of Lost. He was literally in one episode. Why are you like this? I was like, oh, that guy was on Lost. I was gonna, I was literally gonna make fun of you, but that's me with like every episode of Battlestar Galactica. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. they were on Battlestar. But like, as soon as he showed up as TJ, and he was on Gilmore Girls as TJ for a really long time. Yeah. So now every time I see him, I'm like, TJ, why are you acting so serious? I know you a crazy guy. <laughs> they're like making them out to be, they're just co-workers. Sure. And uh, TJ's not sure, TJ, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> David's not sure that uh, he can trust him. And so he's like, go ahead and like 
take the take the money home because Jess is like, please, please, honey, we should definitely do this. Um, and he's like, here it is. Take it home. Go ahead. Sniff it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I have a question about this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So he says that he says that he works with her at the auto dealership. Yeah. Like, how long has this man worked at an auto dealership to set up this one con? Oh, my it's God. Not like he, it's not like he just started this week and they're sleeping together and he's taking money from her. Like, how long is this con? Oh, my God. I never even I'm really thought curious. about that. Because later, when he's talking to the guy that he got the money from, he sa- he mentions, like, his previous cons. So, how long ago were those? Like, I don't, I don't get it. That's just, it might be a plot hole. It might be me thinking too much. I think, like, Sawyer probably is, like, the maybe slightly better version of Sophie Devereaux from Leverage. Where, like, he really commits to a part. So, it's like, he was actually a car salesman for, like, three months. Yeah, like, he's charismatic as hell. So, I'm sure he could walk in there and it wouldn't yeah. take very long for him to, like, win her over mm-hmm. in that way. But still, like, you dedicated some time to this. Cars. Some amount of time. Exactly. I, I would buy a car from him. He could sell me a piece of junk for a ton of money and I'd buy it. Oh, yeah. There's also, um, there's an episode in season two called The Long Con, and it's about Sawyer, and basically, like, this man can commit. Like, he he goes in there, and he's like, this is what I'm planning on doing, I don't care how long it takes. You know, because especially because it's, he's getting $160,000. Yeah, Sawyer could sell water to a dolphin. <laughs> he really could. He could, he the, could, though. The dolphin would overpay and say thank you. 100%. But either way, Sawyer's like, oh, I don't know if we should do this, never mind, and then... The husband's like, okay, wait, wait a second. And that's when, the you know, you get your close-up of Sawyer. The iconic shot of Sawyer being like, uh-huh, that's what I thought. It's great. And it's just beautiful. That smirk, though, is like, I is mm-hmm. honestly, put it in a museum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. I got really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, uh-huh, Josh's face agree, is art, agree. so. Josh in a museum. Now we have this character called Kilo, and he's the one who was giving Sawyer the money for him to use to get this, and then they were going to take the $160,000 she was going to give him and split that so they would each get $80,000. What a deal. There's a fun fact for this part. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit convoluted. It's basically in bloopers and continuity errors here in Lostpedia thing. And uh, so I'm just going to read it word for word because I feel like they could make it make more sense than I could. Okay. Sawyer tells Jessica that he has $140,000 in the briefcase and he needs someone to go in with him and provide the other $160,000 for his investment. Later on, after Sawyer had left the money with Jessica and her husband David to count, he is talking with Kilo who asks him why he left $160,000 of his money in the care of a civilian. It's possible that Sawyer spent 20000 of Kilo's money and upped the amount he was conning Jessica and David out of in order to compensate. Alternatively, Kilo states that Sawyer must provide him with his money plus 50% by tomorrow. It may be as that Kilo gave Sawyer $160,000, 50% of which is $80,000, that Sawyer only had $140,000 in the briefcase, so that at the completion of the con, he and Kilo will both split Jess and David's money equally. Like, they both receive $80,000 in profit. Of course, he could have simply put the whole $160,000 in the briefcase and told Jess he needed $320,000. So basically, what happened was, he said he had $140,000, and then Kilo said, I gave you $160,000, and then the rest of it is just, okay, here's what could have happened. 
You know that meme where the lady's trying to do math, but she can't do math? Yes. That's me right now. All right. Good. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I, li- I was just like, yeah, whatever Robin says, that sounds right. Sure. I mean, if anyone listens to this and is just like, oh, okay, then, then I've done my job. Okay. So it's fine. Either way, it's Kilo's money. And Sawyer's saying... See, women are easy. A few Cosmos, a couple of stunts they hadn't seen between the sheets, and they think the scam's their idea. Now the husbands... They need to touch some money, smell it. Believe that if they had the brass to put that suitcase in the trunk of their family sedan speed away, they just might have a chance of being an honest to gosh outlaw. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. I don't know how feminist this feels, I, but I don't have the brain capacity at this point to think about it. I just find it slightly unbelievable that Sawyer assumes that a woman would trust some random dude at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's a random dude because he's been her co-worker and her lover for a while, right? Like, like they must have been lovers for a while because he, he said, I love you to her. I don't know, man. I would never trust a dude with my money. Like, no, that I've only no. known for a couple months? Nah. Yeah. That's a lot of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. In our last flashback, David has agreed to help Sawyer out. And he's like, are, are you sure you're not going to skip town? And, and then Jessica does say... We could have slipped, skipped town. So this is literally what Sawyer said was going to happen. Does that make sense? I don't know. That's when Sawyer's like about to do the con. And then he sees that he has a son. And then he completely takes it back. And leaves all of the money, I think. Like even all of Kilo's money. I'm really concerned for him. How is he going to come up with the 160000 that he took from this guy plus 50% now? Like, yeah. This was not a good decision, my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, we never see the outcome of, of that. So I'm not sure. And I feel really bad how much that kid looks like him. Like, I mean, if it was any kid, mm. I'm sure he would have bailed on it. Yeah, but also it's a, it's a little boy who's blonde. But oh my god, that could be him as a child. Yeah. But like, right, it, guys, is, it is child Zoyer. I have a question for you. Okay. How, in sleeping with this woman and working for, with her for months, did it never come up that she has a kid? Huh. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, she would have mentioned, oh, yeah, like, my kid isn't home, you can come over, or my husband and my child are out. Like, what? Right. Well, it hmm. seemed like they were at a hotel, so they probably weren't meeting at her house or anything at yeah. any, any point. I don't know, but how do you mm-hmm. not know that about your coworkers is a good question. Exactly. Like, I feel like if your coworkers have kids, you definitely know about it at some point. Clearly he wasn't working there and paying attention to his surroundings other than who probably has a husband with money and who looks at me with goo-goo eyes. Yeah, it's either that or it's just a plot hole. (laughs) That's that's probably the likely answer. Okay, so what I was kind of waiting to talk about with Sawyer earlier about why he likes... Yeah. I don't know if he likes it, but he actively seeks out all of the hate that he's gotten Mm -hmm. since he's landed on the island. It really makes a lot more sense once you know the context of the letter and what happened to him as a kid. Um, because he spent so much time, at this point we don't really know a whole lot about that, but he's spending time trying to find this guy, Sawyer, who did these terrible things to him and find him. We find out later what happens on his attempt to find him. So he has a lot of things that are going on that make him feel like he's turned into the person he was hunting. So all the hatred he had for this guy 
he has become that guy now. So he all that hatred he had inside for him, he now has for himself. And when he tells Kate not to pity him, that's kind of him saying, don't pity me, because if you feel sorry for him and he deserves the pity, then if you're telling me that I deserve it, then he deserves it too. And I don't think he can accept that that guy who ruined his life and caused his parents to die deserves any kind of pity. So he won't accept any for himself. Exactly. So I think he's he's really, like, reverse projecting. I think that's a great point. Yeah. So I think that's why he just accepts whatever he gets, and it's easier to be hated than to accept the fact that maybe I'm a terrible person for what I've done and I deserve pity and this guy that ruined my life does too. I just don't think he can, he's not willing to get past that. Yeah, I think you're completely right. I love that. And there's like such a level of like, there's so much self-hatred inside Sawyer that it's just, it's totally poisoned every part of him. Right, so like even though he didn't, he didn't do any, like he didn't, didn't have the inhalers, he didn't steal them. No. As soon as somebody comes up to accuse him of something, he just jumps on it and said, yep, uh, sure, like let me make up some reason for you to dislike me and for you to get in my face about it because I've done terrible things and even though they don't relate to this at all, I deserve whatever you people give me. That's horrible. Yeah. And like, it, by and large, like Sawyer's mostly gotten away with the things he's done. Like he hasn't really faced a whole lot of, you know, come to Jesus moments or punishment for it. So like, any chance that he gets, he's like, it's his own version of atoning, sort of. But I don't think he even knows that that's what he's doing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's aware. He doesn't think about it that way at all. Yeah. He just thinks he just thinks he deserves to suffer for what he's done, and wherever he can get that, he'll take it. Because exactly. He's terrible. That's what he thinks. It's very sad. Which is, like, it, that's sort of, like, the trope that, like, I'm really, like, weak for in any character, whether, like, it's sort of Kate doing the same thing. Like, I love characters who are like that because they are so tortured inside. Mm-hmm. I love them too, and that's why those two are some of my favorites. All right, now it's time for our favorite line award. So my favorite line award this episode goes to Hurley oh. for... I'm a big guy. It's going to be a while before you're going to want to give me a piggyback ride, okay? I want Hurley to know that I would give him a piggyback ride. He deserves a piggyback ride. He does! I Hurley constantly, like, I don't... I know some people don't like Hurley. I don't care. Hurley is, like, my child. I love him. I want to protect him. Uh-huh. He's just nice to everyone. Yeah. Like, somebody be nice to him for a change, other than Claire. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he doesn't deserve... Like, even his be best friend Charlie is mean sometimes. Well, like, this episode. Like, yeah. out of line, Charlie. Hurley suffers from, like, an actual lot of, like, people's internal, like fat phobia which the show doesn't really explore a whole lot but when it does comment on it i feel like he does a really good job of it um that's not relevant to the part we're at um <laughs> my favorite line goes to sawyer for baby i'm tied to a tree in a jungle of mystery that's my boy <laughs> my favorite line also goes to sawyer for i don't know what kind of commie share fest you're running over in cave town but down here, possession's nine-tenths, and a man's got a right to protect his property. And I also put in an honorable mention, because how could I not, to Boone for... I guess breathing's not cool. Boone's one Boone. redeeming moment this episode. <laughs> he deserves some recognition. He couldn't choose between being, like, on the A-team and his sister, so, like, at least he gets something now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Bless his heart. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> He deserves to be on the list once. It's just, it's so sad. He's so, such a sad dude. (laughs) Some more segments that we have is light and dark. So I think, you know, as always, the caves versus the beach is one. Um, Another thing that I thought of was maybe the, um, the darkness of the place where he's sleeping with Jessica and also the place where he's meeting with Kilo versus the very public uh, and light places that he's meeting with when David is there. Yeah, 
I was just thinking about that, the hotel versus yeah. their house, especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting, too, because when he's in the light places is when he actually makes a lighter decision to not con them out of that money. Well, it's like right. him seeing his terrible decisions in the actual light of day. Right. Yeah. There wasn't really any with Boone and Shannon, right? I honestly think that Boone and Shannon are sometimes a light and dark of themselves. Yeah. Just that's, each other. And that's sometimes a really they good switch. observation. Yeah. You know, I think in this episode, like, I feel like in this episode, Boone is dark and Shannon is light. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna, like, I don't know. I can't really explain it past that. It's just a feeling I have. But I also feel like, you know, definitely in past episodes, Shannon has been dark and Boone has been light, 100%. Definitely. Um, that's a spot on observation. Um, our other segment is called Man of Science, Man of Faith. So who do you think is the man of faith, uh, are some of the men of, men of faith in this episode? I mean, Saeed is definitely a man of faith because he just took John Locke at his word and did yeah. not actually think the situation through for one second. Because if he did, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. Yep. Yeah. And I also thought maybe Jack in this episode just sort of, in terms of how he dealt with Shannon, I think was maybe more man of faith than anything else. Because he kind of used like more therapeutic techniques to calm her down as opposed to like, you know, son's approach, which was actual science, I think. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I, was, I was even thinking about Jack being a man of faith in the sense that He's just kind of saying, I have faith that what Saeed is doing will work and we'll get what we need to get to help somebody. And mm-hmm. um, even Kate and so- Saeed and Jack saying, I have faith that Sawyer has this thing and that he's not just lying. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about Claire and Charlie? Who do you... I, th- I think that Charlie is definitely the man of faith there in this episode. Yeah, in this episode, I, I mean, overall, I feel like they're kind of both men of faith. But yeah, in this episode, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, let's move on to man of science then. Uh, I think that Locke, who's usually over in man of faith, is definitely on man of science this episode. We don't mm-hmm. see very much of him, but, you know, he even gives a scientific explanation for something. Oh, so, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. You know, things are going weird on the island when Locke starts spouting science. Yeah. Where do you guys think that Sawyer is in this episode? Unlike when we were talking about Lo- uh, Charlie last episode, when we thought that he was kind of both, I'm not sure I see Sawyer in either in this episode. I'm not sure. Is there a man of tortured soul? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, Sawyer. that's what he is. Man of circumventing consent. Sorry, just one last rag. I don't think he really made very many decisions this episode. He was more reactive yeah. to like what was thrown at him. So I don't really know if he falls clearly on either side. Yeah. yeah on the island I agree. at least. Yeah. I agree. Any thoughts for man any more thoughts for Man of Science? Um does Claire go over there in this episode? What about Shannon and I'm- Boone? Where are they at? I think Boone is in Man of Science. Sun is in Man of Science. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she definitely yeah. is. Yeah. That son's, I think, entire role in this episode. Shannon's in Man of Faith, I think. Yeah. Another segment we have is talking about the music in the episode. So the end of this episode is I Shall Not Walk Alone by the Blind Boys of Alabama. And I have a real big fun fact for this one. Okay. This is one of two instances in the entire series where it is a song that plays without a reason. 
like usually we hear it like somebody's playing it or or Hurley's listening to it on the Walkman or whatever. This is one of two times where it's just playing and no one there's no explanation. Oh. Yeah. That's actually kind of surprising. They just wanted yeah. a nice musical montage. Yeah, it's like someone <laughs> couldn't figure out what they wanted to do, so they just picked one. Our next segment is about literature or like Sawyer's Fun Book Corner or whatever. Um, Sawyer's Book Club! <laughs> Sawyer's Book Club. It's uh, He's still reading Watership Down, and we kind of discussed that in our episode about White Rabbit. So if you want to check that out, you can. Unless uh, Jess has anything to add, because we had a different guest on last time. Other than bunnies. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no, I think other than that most of fabulous it last fun week. fact. All right. Listen. Cool. <laughs> nice to me. I tell you these things, and I expect to only be judged while, while we're actually talking about them. Don't bring it back up. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I promise. So I'll never live it, it down. I know. Twitter immediately? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's acceptable. Our, our next segment <laughs> is called, Did They Do the Thing? And they did the <gasps> thing. Did they? Yes, they <gasps> did. They did it. Sawyer says, He was a confidence man. So they did the thing. Yes, he was. Yay! Our other segment <laughs> is called, How Many Episodes Since the Last Knockout? And uh, it's been one episode. No knockouts this episode. It has been zero days since our last nonsense. Wait, there was a knockout this episode. What? Did you say there wasn't a knockout this episode? Yeah, when's there a knockout? Didn't they knock Sawyer up? They knocked out Sawyer! <gasps> no! Oh my god! <laughs> they knock out Sawyer and drag him in time to the tree a, in the Jungle of Mystery, a remember? Big part of the plot is Sawyer <laughs> being knocked out, actually. <laughs> that was, wait, I have to check to see if that was on the list of the knockouts on Lostpedia. Robin. If, if they missed that one, that's kind of big. Yeah, because they knocked it, they hit him on the head, right? Yeah. yeah. Saeed hits him with like a pipe or something. Oh, that's yeah. gonna leave a mark. What? Yeah, it goes the moth and then it goes to all the best cowboys have daddy issues. So that's. Well, that's oh, a dirty lie. I guess nope. that's not true. Wikipedia okay. is not Bible. Well, we're resetting the counter, friends. <laughs> it's been it, there was exactly zero episodes in between. There was a knockout last episode and this episode. Everyone on this show at any given time has a concussion. But our final segment is uh, thoughts from listeners. And so if anyone wants to send something in, you can. I don't know. You don't have to, but uh, you can. And you can send it to a podcast at gmail.com. Yay! Yay! Woohoo! Please stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We talked about all of season four, so you can check that out, and we will be talking about season five next year. And also, um, ditto for Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. We post things on basically just Twitter. So do that. <laughs> Twitter's our favorite platform. Yeah. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. Uh, if you can help us with our hosting costs, that would be awesome. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I almost forgot that word. <laughs> I was like waiting for it. I was like, she has to say the thing. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Abritannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And we want to thank Jess for joining us on this episode. You guys are the most fun. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, you have to come back. (laughs) I I think I'm coming back for season two episodes. Um, Where can we find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and on Tumblr at YouOvercomeIt. And I'm not going to spell that for you because it's a bunch of small words put together. (laughs) You can do it. 
She's sassy. You're right. You're yes, right. Uh, we do have Jess coming back in season two for an episode, uh, What Kate Did, and The Long oh. Con, which I, which I was mentioning, and I totally forgot that you were coming back for that one. Yes. Absolutely, we chatted. I'm excited about that already. You can join us next episode for episode 109, Solitary. And our guest is going to be our lovely and wonderful friend, Sarah, who is at Oscar Mike on Twitter. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Do, 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 Yes. Oh, great. Okay, well, why don't we start with the numbers? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Shannon has four refills on her inhaler. Four is yes. one of the numbers. Mm. Um, 116000 $160,000. $160, 16 is a number, yeah. and I know 160 is not six, but it's close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Louisiana, yeah. Sawyer says that Louisiana will invest two-thirds of the drilling costs, and if you take the slash out, 23 is one of the numbers. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I, I went, yeah, I went bigger yes. or went home on this one. Um. Kate says you were just a kid, eight, maybe nine years old, and eight is one of the numbers. Wow. And this one, don't even ask me how I caught this. Uh, Sawyer tells David and Jessica, we'll get the money back a week from tomorrow, which is eight days from now. David, how did you catch that? Oh, my my gosh. You went hard. I try. That was genuinely awesome. So those are my numbers. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's see. Let's see what I've got uh, in the spoiler section here. So the first thing I have is Sawyer saying, you weren't exactly supposed to see that. When we do go into Long Con, he literally says the exact same line to Cassidy. I hate him. Yes, he does. He thinks he's so smooth. And she is not so dumb. Nope. Also, Saeed says the man responsible, and we do know that it was a man responsible. It was Locke. Yeah. And that's why he tries so hard to hide it. Uh, also, Frick, Frick Lock for, like, just being like, here's me covering my own butt in this episode. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just annoys me so much that he did that. Yep. Sawyer was just such an easy target. Uh, we have Claire writing in her journal, and we know that's going to be really important once Claire is, when once Claire comes back with amnesia. She's also, she also has a book of astrology, and I don't know if it happened yet, but at one point she tells Kate she can do her star chart. Which isn't really yeah, a spoiler, that a but ago, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's so cute, though. Claire is like yeah. the most pure. She's adorable. Yep. Also, Shannon has asthma and she had an inhaler. So they do find Shannon's inhaler in season six uh, in an episode called Lighthouse. And it's it's thought of that she probably discarded it when she didn't need it anymore. Um, either that or that's where it ended up. Which is wild. Like, how did they remember that six seasons later? Because they're smart and I love them. What an obscure detail. They're like, a couple of you are really crazy about this and you'll get it. This is for you. Like, I wish Uh. TV shows remembered things like that these days. Oh, Hurley is really impressed by Jack helping Shannon breathe better. And he says, Wow, man, that was awesome. I mean, that was like a Jedi moment. And uh, we know that Hurley really loves Star Wars, especially from the episode in season five called Some Like It Hoth. Oh my god, I forgot about that episode. I love every time he mentions Star Wars. Yeah, it's so like cute. back in time. 
and decides he's going to write The Empire Strikes Back and make it better. I, I can things. only imagine Hurley, like, the moment he has the epiphany that it hasn't been written yet and he can do the thing. But yeah. also, how could you improve on Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. I, I'm, I can't remember exactly what he says about it. I mean, you, I don't know that you can improve on it, but you can be the guy who gives George Lucas the idea. Oh my then god. Be, yeah. Then he'd be a big deal. Have even more money than he made in the lottery. <laughs> right, because he needs more. Yeah, because the last thing Hurley needs is money. Because he, yeah. he has really good luck with a lot of money, so I'm sure he wants more. Yep. Charlie mentions that Hurley must have a secret stash somewhere, and in season two, he does end up stashing the food from the hatch, uh, and that comes to a head in an episode called Dave. So that's a thing that. I think that's foreshadowing. I think that counts. I think so. That's interesting because yeah. Jessica's husband's name was David. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't think that was like something that they were like, ah, yes. No, but, I don't either. But it's a cool coincidence. It's just a yeah. weird connection. They were like, what should we name this guy? Dave. Dave. Uh, those are all my spoilers. The only other thing I can think of is that um, when I was talking about the, the Sawyer and the self-loathing thing, like, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that he, in search of the actual Sawyer, was misled and killed a guy who was not actually mm-hmm. Sawyer, and that really fuels yeah. a lot of his self-hatred. Was, yeah. That, yeah. was that not only right, has he yeah. become a guy who's conning people, but he's killed someone who had nothing mm-hmm. to do with any of this, and there's no yep. way he can ever get rid of that. Yes. So that's really that's a heavy thing to carry hands. around. Yeah. Totally. Ugh. Poor Sawyer. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did a little research after I rewatched, and I forgot about that for a while, too, but poor Sawyer. I cry for him all the time. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you spend your days doing. That's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's not having any of my crap today. She's really Sorry, not. I'm literally exhausted. I get five hours of sleep a She's night. She's out of her element. Yeah. Yeah. She's in a strange place recording. Would you say she's a stranger in a strange land? <gasps> Shut Stop up. it. Don't talk about that episode. We don't talk about that episode. <laughs> Every time I see Jack's tattoos, I have, like, war flashbacks. Yes. Right? It's like, what t- episode of t- television have you ever truly suffered watching? That one. That one is... Stranger in a strange land. I am so uncomfortable with all of Stranger in a strange land. <laughs> it's so rough. I kind of like, can't, can't wait to drag what happens it. On the island. I'm sure what happens on the island is fine, but the flashbacks are so cringy. Like, I remember Damon talking about it and being like, he started by flying a kite. He was flying a kite. Did he think that was meaningful or something? He's like, I don't know. Like, he probably didn't doesn't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Damon's like, I'm sorry for that episode. That's, That's when you're like... episode I apologize for. When a showrunner is, like, too deep into, like, the showrunner crazy and just decisions get made. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Jess for coming on again. This was really fun. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. You're the best. It was a great time. Yeah, we're so excited to have you back when, hopefully, you know, my head is in an okay space and I can make more jokes. <laughs> you made I'm plenty. You're fine. Um, <laughs> do you want I to tell us so. your... Do you want to tell us your Twitter one more time? Uh, yes, my uh, Twitter and Tumblr are both at youovercomeit, which is a line from the hundred for those of you who don't watch, and I'm sure you can spell it. But then watch and then come listen to us so that yeah. you can get all our jokes. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia with an underscore at the end. And uh, you can also follow at the Autos on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon if you can help us out. We would really appreciate it. That's patreon.com slash theaffectionados. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! 
It's about bunnies.